Hello again. We are back for part two of this very special episode. I'm here with me, not with Melissa, but with a returning guest. Welcome back, Dad, to the show. Say hi to the people. Hello. Hello, everybody. It was so much fun doing the last episode with you that I thought I'd bring you back on for our our biggest two-part episode ever, I guess, in our show's history. We, we had a, we had kind a great... It's kind of your only two-part episode, right? What? Well, yes, <laughs> but that, <laughs> that, isn't, that is nothing to do with it, Dad. <laughs> it's the biggest episode we've ever had. It's so big, we had to make it in two parts. That's the whole thing. There you go. It's, there you <laughs> go. Um, I'm a, we, we had a lot of fun with the first episode, talking about, you know, that kind of the evolution of cults, and then you know, we got into a little bit of... Of, um, of a personal story with Melissa. And um, um, I mentioned in the very end of the episode that we were going to have someone come on that could kind of talk about, I guess, bring up a um, maybe a similar type of group or a similar situation and, and explain the differences between why that is why that is different from a what people would consider a cult. So I was so I want to give it over to you and I want you just to kind of, I guess, um, introduce exactly what the group is that you belong to all right so basically i I belong to a group called e clampus vitus and for anybody who's listening who doesn't live in the western united states or possibly west virginia as the only eastern type state um nobody will have ever heard of it uh however if you travel to those states if you visit any historical site you'll probably see a plaque placed there and on the bottom, you'll see plaque placed by the you know honorable order of Eclampus Vitus. It's a group you know we know for short as ECV. The Clampers is the other term for us. Uh, is considered a secret society, um, and in secret society, it was basically formed based back in the 1840s uh, during the gold rush um, as a, an alternative to the secret societies of of society in the day anybody who was anybody back then in society belonged to the freemasons the odd fellows you know one of these you know big named um you know secret societies and this was a group basically formed by the blue collar other guys that were left out of the social cliques but this was their secret group you know fine you got a secret group so do we fuck you and that was kind of their attitude with it it was very tongue-in-cheek as far as you know we're we're a secret society too and but uh they you know our rights of initiation and that are supposed to be held secret um you know you can find them online if you look for it you know unfortunately people have put it out there for the broad consumption of anybody but you know that's about as far as that goes it is a fraternal organization um dedicated to the preservation of history particularly the history of the west and the mining era uh anymore that that's kind of what they've become excuse me my cat just escaped oh you're fine <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, initially formulated as a group of miners who took care of each other and the widows and orphans of those injured or killed in the mines uh, you know, kind of before the rainy unions or anybody to really take care of somebody, you know, if you were a miner and you were killed in a mining accident, there was nobody to look out for your family. They were kind of on their own and they were screwed. But this group came about as a way for the, the other miners, you know, they take care of their brothers and they would take care of their widows, as we call them, uh, kind of just uh, the old West slang for widow and orphans, you know, your children. Um, we, that's the tradition we carry forward even unto now. Uh, so if something were to happen to me, my brothers in ECB would make sure that my widow and my orphans, you guys, my kids, would be taken care of. Sorry, I'm out of breath from running after the cat. Oh, you're. F- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally get it. No, I'm, I'm, um, um, it's, 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 uh, I, I remember when you were telling me first about this a couple years back, and I was very, very, I was very fascinated with it because I would tell people about it, and, it would, and they would ask, exa- like, they would ask, um, what, like, exactly, to, to, like, I'm talking about the worst, worst to say, like, um, 
they would ask to describe what the group was like, and it was always so I didn't know where to classify it. Like you know, like, you know I knew it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like a fraternity necessarily. Like it was well, almost like an, a fraternal organization, which is a brotherhood. Right. Yeah. yeah like it's not like a college fraternity. A it's more yeah, like exactly. a almost kind of like a union meets a fraternity kind of type. Something thing, like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, because these are all adults you know, who are participating uh, to varying degrees, and you know how adult they act. But um, you know, like I say, we're you know our our mission these days is you know preservation of history, and also you know in addition to taking care of each other or their widows, mm-hmm. um, but also to um, we do, we do community service things, kind of like you'd see, you know, as far as the uh, the Elks or the um, the uh, who are the guys in the funny hats. I can't think of their name all of a sudden, but you know the Shriners. You okay. know, who do you know can drives? You know, yeah, mission. You know, different types of you know works for the community. So we march in parades, and you know, but we everything we do is kind of tongue in cheek. You know, our motto is Credo Quia Absurdum which in Latin means, you know, I believe, because it's absurd. And you know, so we embrace the absurd. Anything bizarre and unusual, we're all about that. So, you know, when we march in a parade, it's not uncommon to see groups who will have put together uh, a, an outhouse, and they'll tow the outhouse down the parade route, you know, and there'll be somebody in the outhouse, you know, who will probably stop, you know, if they stop midway through the parade, the guy comes out hitching up his breeches, you know, coming out of the outhouse, you know, like he's just got done taking a dump, you know, because we're just going to do bizarre things, you know, I mean, when they call parade rest, you know, which is a kind of a military command, you probably remember well from your mm. days, you know, well, we all just lay on the ground, <laughs> we, we take a rest, we look like we're, we're laying down, we're taking a rest, if I did that, you know, that would have been great. You know, those of us who aren't completely inebriated at least act like we are. You know, I mean, you know, so it's it's not quite to the level of clowns, but right. you know, to the you know, to some degree, you know, we act a, a little goofy. And, and it's, it's kind of alcohol. almost making fun of it, but at the same time, like you you, you take certain aspects of it seriously because certain aspects you definitely right. see are important, but you see the humor and the ridiculousness of other aspects of groups like this. You know, Absolutely. like it has benefits yeah. and it has its, okay, what are we doing here moments? Right. And one of the, the hallmarks of cults is they tend to have a, 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 there's a cult of personality and a deification of their leader. You know, they have this, you know, ridiculous reverence for their leader to the point where they consider them, you know, almost a, a, a man god. Mm-hmm. You know, people like David Koresh were considered, you know, prophets or, you know, almost deities. You know, and we have quite the opposite. I mean, all, I mean, all officers are uh, you know, of equal indignity, uh, which is to say that none of us are anything special. How does one get you to know, be an officer? It, it, um, so basically, you kind of work your way up through the chairs, as it's called. Um, you know, by doing, uh, you start on the more menial tasks as far as, you know, doorkeeper at the, uh, uh, you, you collect the, the fees when they go to a, a, a doings or an event or, you know, work the raffles. Um, things like that, work on the cook crew, and then you can work your way into part of the initiation crew, and there are different levels through that as far as, you know, what we call vigilantes, hangmen, um, and, you know, that put the people through the paces when you're, because when, when we have, have a, what we call it, doings, and we have a couple of those every year, we, we initiate new members, you know, we also, you know, and, and you know, it's usually a three-day camp out kind of thing, and you know, Saturday is pretty much. Oh, so it looks like a whole event where you're okay. Yeah. And so you know, if you work on those, you know, and if you're act, an active member, you know, so like uh, we do work parties and we do voluntary volunteer work parties. So we, um, our group likes to help at a um, historical uh, mission par- or a historical park nearby uh, that's you know basically moved you know historical buildings from all over the community into one area. So we've created a village essentially of old buildings from you know 100 plus years ago and we've all moved them all into one area in this park and you people can come and tour and visit and see you know an old you know apricot processing plant and here's an old jail and here's an old dance hall and here's an old bar and here's an old you know all these old buildings we've moved and resurrected you know as they were you know and we keep them up and we maintain this area so that's what park is this um that's the san benito historical park okay 
Okay, I was curious. And, okay. you know, different, different clubs have different work party events that they do. You know, but that's one of the things that we frequently work on is working out at this park. But, um, you okay. know, let's say, so taking part in those activities, all those kinds of things work you up to what we, you know, eventually, if, you know, you're really dedicated and you want to become what we call the humbug, and that's that's our <laughs> top leader. And that, and they're replaced every year, you know, unlike uh, a cult where you have, you know, one leader who's pretty much, you know, in that position to life. Yeah, you know, every year. And, I mean, our, you know, the, not him, his family if you ask anybody, if, if you ask 99% of clampers, you know, oh, you, you know the humbug? Yeah, fuck the humbug that's it's kind of like hey, fuck the humbug is just kind of our it's like a it's like a, a salute you know because nobody cares you know <laughs> because we don't hold anybody in reverence you know because you know a few years ago you know he was nobody but a puke just coming into the organization and next year he's not going to be anybody special either because you know he's going to be an ex-noble humbug and somebody else will be the, the noble humbug. what would be the responsibilities you know? of the humbug uh, they basically um, run the meetings and you know set the agendas, uh, okay. decide what maybe uh, finding what area, what um, you know historical significant um, areas or you know like say there's a, a bar where something of historical significance took place, you know this this old saloon you know where so and so had their last stand or something you know th- right. th- if there's something interesting or unique you know we may decide to plaque that and we'll put up a memorial plaque you know it's a pr- plaque you know engraved in bronze and usually put in a stone or you know or a concrete yeah, memorial and like i said you'll see these throughout the west you know particularly in the states you know where the mining was big and the clampers are prevalent which is you know california uh, nevada utah arizona colorado oregon uh, all of these states out here tend to have you know large groups of clampers and so quite often when you find you know you go and it may be just some old farm you know but there'll be a plaque there because something historically significant happened there and some humbug somewhere along the line decided you know what this is going to be my claim we're going to we're going to plaque this one and you know decide to commemorate it for all time so that anybody coming along here can read what happened here and you know what the story was you can appreciate it right and so you know that that's part of the way we keep history alive and and, and keep people remembering you know our past it, it's almost kind of like like a, like a much cooler neighborhood watch like like you know like i'm i'm uh, in terms of kind of keeping everything kind of like in um um you don't let people forget, which is really interesting. Which is which is something that you know, like you know, in terms of um, I'm a of of the important historical events, which I find very very interesting. You know, because because I know like a lot of people, you know, like I remember when I went um uh, I I'm I'm going a little I'm a little track here, but um just just a quick story. We when we went to Muskegon, um maybe maybe for one of the last times we were going through downtown. It was early in the morning, so it was basically empty. And and it, there was all these little areas. I think I saw the, I think I saw these pictures of these plaques where we found out that like I think it was either like snowboarding or or or, or skiing or something was invented in that area or something like that. Like we had found out like all these little like historical plaques in this in this little like downtown area. I, I don't want to misquote exactly what the plaque said. I can look it up my phone in, in a little bit. But but I'm 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 um. Oh no! Like I saw the like you know like like uh, um, um I guess I didn't really understand the time, but I guess it makes sense why you know you, you know you were I guess leading us and drawing us to that you know to kind of pay more attention to that like I like I never really I never really noticed but I was looking back at other other things that we've done you know whenever there was some kind of um um um, um something to read or something just to kind of look at you know something so, something to appreciate whether it was nature or or, or or anything else you you never let me me and Cameron forget stuff like that mm-hmm. you know but I'm, 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 I'm I I know for those who don't know I'm a, I'm a you are very very much uh an out or, or still are an outdoors person and out an outdoorsy type of guy and I'm um uh we never really got much of like a camping type of thing from um from my mom and my stepdad but with you, we always would go to the you know to, to the Upper Peninsula. We would go to um, uh, I believe it was what Silver Lake, Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Silver Lake. My brother's in the background. In case anyone can hear him. Um, but um, uh, 
I mean, just all kinds of cool things like that that we never got to do otherwise, you know, and just stuff that, like, right. you know, I, I, I mean, kayaking I definitely don't take for granted. River. Yep, exactly, your kayaking trips and things like that. Oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Yep. Like, it's, 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 I don't know, like, it just makes, you know, it kind of puts everything in, into perspective a little bit with, you know, you know, with you doing something like this. Like, it just kind of fits, you know, you know, like, I remember at first, when you first told me about this group, I, I you know, I mean, I really understanding too much of it, I, 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 I was very... I wouldn't say confused. I thought it was just very interesting. Like it didn't seem like like that's a, that's a weird thing for dad to do. Like 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 yeah. hopefully it's like a midlife crisis type shit. Like hopefully like he's like <laughs> like, like like oh god oh, oh god what exactly is his group? You know, but just like over time you know understanding like it definitely makes perfect sense. It definitely adds like a really really a really good value that maybe people it it provides a value that maybe people maybe wouldn't realize off the top of their head is important. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 uh, just a couple more questions real quick. I know you said that other uh, the initiations are you know you know a little more on the secretive side, but you mentioned that the uh, that the event took three days. Now, <laughs> I'm just curious, is it is it is it really like just like three full days of initiation, pro- no, like, like no. events or so- what? If someone is interested in becoming a member, now events sought out, you know, usually, you know, to become a member, you have to be asked by a member. And generally, you know, according to the rules, they're, you know, ask you once. You know, they're not going to keep pestering you if you're not interested, so be it. We move on. You know, but if you see someone who you think would make a good clamber, um, you know, and you ask them to become a member, ideally, you know, the, the school of thought is is that they participate in some of the work events, do some of the stuff that and see what we're really all about. Um, we have a reputation as being a group of drunkards. Uh, it's it's said you know that we're not sure if you know if if it's a historical society with a drinking problem or a drinking society with a historical problem, you know. I mean? <laughs> so you know, it's too many people have joined the group because they just want to go party with a bunch of guys in the woods, you know, for three days. You know, and, and, what do you, you know, do with those parties. types of people? Like maybe people who like um, who, who don't show up at these you know events that you guys have. Like they're actually important to the group and just show up to just the parties like what do you do with those yeah I, I, unfortunately i mean most of those people don't advance very far in the group but once inducted into the group You're barring in. something egregious it's a lifetime membership okay and so i mean if you know you were you know, if we later find out that, you know, you're a convicted pedophile or something like that, we may strip your red shirt. Okay. You know, a red, red shirt is, you know, you, wearing a red shirt, you know, with uh, the ECV stuff, you know, eclampus vitus or ECV stuff, you, you shouldn't find online or be able to buy anywhere. You have to be a member to get this stuff. There are a few times, you know, you'll find it on eBay because, you know, somebody died and, and their family doesn't know any better and they put their stuff up on eBay or yeah, whatever reason. Okay. You know, so, so sometimes we find that and we'll usually make an effort to buy that back ourselves because you know nobody should have the our our attire unless they've earned it you know and by becoming a member but once you are a member you are a member for life there's no dues there's nothing like that um but ideally you know as far as the initiation goes someone will have already been exposed to some of the works of the organization prior to the event yeah uh during the three-day event uh friday you know usually friday is just the day we all go set up camp we have dinner that night um you know and camp out and enjoy and have fun um the new perspective uh what we call ppcs or poor blind candidates and that's our the the official term for someone who's coming into that uh the initiation um usually colloquially called pukes you know the, the pukes uh, are not allowed to wear anything red do anything red they'll probably get a little bit of hazing that night but nothing really major you know they'll just you know do just get the shit out of them and bit. get yeah. hung by their toes you know just, get, just getting humbled a little bit uh saturday really is when they need to present you know they need to be presented usually early in the morning um you know clean and sober and ready to go for the initiation and that takes place over the course of most of the day on saturday um, okay. culminating in that evening uh, where they will go through our uh, the sacred ceremony of initiation uh, called the Hoko or the um, uh, that's where everyone gets a big, uh, big even, fancy cloak I can't even I, I can't even remember what the uh, 
what that HOKO stands for right now, and I'm just drawing a blank, and, and my brethren will kill me for not knowing what HOKO stands for. But um, the Hall of Comparative Ovations. That's I won't tell them if you know. And, and again, you know, um, you know, the rights therein, you know, where they're officially, truly inducted into the society, having you know passed through the the day. Uh, some people, you know, occasionally don't you know go through with the entire initiation. Most people do make it, but. We, of course, you know, anybody coming in, we tell them they're not going to make it. <laughs> oh, of course. It's I mean, just that's the kind whole of point. traditional. But, um, you know, there, then there are some that don't. Um, but, you know, for the most part, um, they get through the initiation. And by that night, they are a brother, uh, you know, of equal indignity. And all, all members are officers, and all officers are of equal indignity. So we're all an officer, and we're all uh, useless. <laughs> you know, essentially, <laughs> like I said, nobody is of any, of any special. So, that fits the show you know, quite not, well. You're not kissing anybody's ass, you know. Once you're a member, you're a member, and that's it. You know, and you're as good as any humbug or anybody else. And you know, so yeah, they become brothers. You know, they get get to get cleaned up and enjoy dinner, and you know, and we do eat well at these doings. Um, you know, it's usually tri-tip, and, and you know, I mean, excellent steaks and beans, and the beans are notorious throughout Clamperhood. I mean, we we definitely. We do up clamping beans really well, um, you know, and, and various food things, you know, but I mean, they, they eat well and drink well all weekend long. And then Sundays usually, you know, I mean, recovering from Saturday night and, and packing up and going home. So by a three-day event, the main doings is on Saturday. A lot of people will only come for the one day, in fact. Okay. Um, you know, when I came in, I only went the one day, you know, but and subsequently. How many initiations besides your own have you gone to? Uh, so, I mean, there's one at every doings. I've been to probably 10 doings or so oh, wow. okay. um, since I've come in. So, but, you know, as an observer, I haven't gone through the rights. There are different chapters in different areas. Yeah. So mine is the Monterey Viejo chapter. Uh, last year, I was all set to actually what we call retread, where you go through the initiation for a different chapter. You know, you're already uh, an inducted brother. But they don't necessarily even know that when you're coming in, other than they can usually tell, you know, because you know a lot of what's going on, and, and you're, you take a different attitude going in with some knowledge of what the initiation is going to bring. And every chapter has their own initiation, you know. So, the you know the way the ways we torture you is different from the way somebody else tortures you, you know. And so, you know, you won't know everything that's going through, but you may have even gone to because I can go to the doings for any organization any any of the chapters as a red shirt and walk in and just enjoy the show you know and, and be a part of it but if i want to become a member of that i go through as a retread and basically that means i go through the doings myself you know like i was being initiated as a poor blind candidate you know and you walk the walk and we have guys that have done dozens of chapters you know, and retreaded them you know retreaded all of these different chapters you know and these guys are pretty hardcore they just there's suckers for abuse. <laughs> that's great oh, that's for them, great. you know, and it's and it's a mark of honor and bad, and a distinction for you know to in their eyes that you know, hey, look, you know, I've retreaded you know every chapter in the West Coast, you know, wow, that, that's impressive. Now, if you were to leave for the West Coast, but, you know, would you still get? Would you still get? Like, are you still? You're still with the group, I would assume. Like, just because you moved right. to like, even if you moved to like a different country, would that affect anything? Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm a red shirt for life. You okay. know, I mean I yeah, but again, like I said, it's a it's a membership for life, and yeah, there's no dues, there's no you know requirements to keep it up. I mean it's 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 advised and hoped that you will be an active member and you know participate in work parties and and doing things to help your community. You know, and you know, like just yes, yesterday we were doing a you know um, we were helping out with a, a food drive for one of the local food pantries. Or, you know, and, and got a commendation from the state assemblyman, you know, for our efforts to, to help with this. And it was for, you know, the farm workers locally, you know, and, and, and providing relief for them during the, the COVID crisis. Very cool. You know, so, I mean, we, we, we do a lot of good works in the community. And obviously that's far more important really than just getting together in the woods and getting drunk and rowdy. But, you know, we, we definitely do enjoy our, our <laughs> getting rowdy times. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just one more question for you. Uh, uh, in your own words, why is this fraternal organization different than, say, maybe not, uh, you know, than, say, I guess the typical definition of a cult? In your own words. So, again, you know, I mean, 
cults date back, and really the, the history of the United States can't even be defined without cults. Uh, when you look at, you know, the definition of cults, probably the, um, the pilgrims who came over, you know, while we always say that they left to escape, you know, religious persecution, it really wasn't, that wasn't the case. They left so that they could freely practice, you know, what was aberrant to you know society at the time and they wanted isolation and freedom to do whatever they want and their, theirs was really almost cult-like and see i was reading a little bit about cults and you know there was a comparison of you know the the history of the united states really is formed by cults in many ways and but cults in general like i say they they deify or you know usually and they they raise the level of their leader uh, to this, you know, almost supernatural position. Um, they usually have a religious overtone, often non-canonical. They don't follow true, you know, the true established religions, um, although there has been definitions of the difference between a cult and religion is just antiquity. Uh, that, you know, religion in and of itself is a cult. It's just, you know, got the benefit of 2,000 years of history, so it's accepted as mainstream. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think and, we have a lot and, of most of the culture certainly, we talked about last week had to do with religion right. in some way. Exactly, and and almost all of them do. Yeah, um, with the exception perhaps of the uh, manga cult, but that's a whole different. Unless you count Scientology, <laughs> but that's a whole other yeah, episode. Scientology, you're exactly <laughs> or, or the, the the cult of Trump. That's you know, almost and, exactly. you know, and again, but I mean, that's where they they put a leader uh, to a, a point where he can essentially do no wrong in the eyes of his followers. Uh, cults tend to be very misogynistic, um, not always, but almost always male-dominated. I uh, have females. noticed so, that yeah, as a, as a there's common a lot theme of sexualization, as well. Yep, unusual sexual practices, very common and very almost, Yep, almost definitive of cults. Um, you know, there, so there are a number of things like that. You know, whereas, you know, we don't take on our brother's wives, you know, we <laughs> help them out. You know, if something happens, you know, to one of our brothers, we help out the winners. We don't, you know, like decide that she's my second wife now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but. She has to get passed know, so, around to the next open, op, open guy. Like, all right, well, exactly. your husband died. Find a new one. Yep. And the humbug, you know, the noble humbug, you know, does not certainly get to have the first <laughs> any kind of relationships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and we don't hold him in any high regard or esteem. You know, he's he gets the respect he's he's earned and, and no more, you know, as a person. You know, just mm. like any of the rest of us. You know, the respect or disrespect, depending on who the person is, you know. And, you know Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. So. Well, I definitely I think that that, that, that I'm, I'm, uh, other people listening to this have found a newfound respect for this group and for you and and and, and, uh, and for what you guys do in general. I know I personally have. It's definitely like I know I definitely have talked with, talked this about you before, but I definitely have learned a lot more just through this episode than I did even before, especially when it came to you. You know, with, with the actual you know acts of historical preservation that you actually did. Like I knew that you did that. I didn't exactly know what what that entailed. So like hearing. Hearing how that actually was done, like it really brought a new vibe. Okay, like there's a real value to groups like this. I'm sure you guys aren't the only one, but groups like this are definitely something that still have value, even though obviously there's not many minds to be, you know, digging in these days. And mo I'm sure most of you have jobs ranging from A to Z, you know. But right. I'm, I'm, exactly. Um, yep. Yeah, you know. So, 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 you know, it's 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 obviously a different goal now, but, but being able to keep that group alive and kind of, I guess, you know, evolving. You know, you know, I'm, I'm uh, into, I guess, um, what the needs of your members are now. I, you know, I find that very commendable. So it's very, it's, it's, it's. Um, 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 I definitely, you know, I want to thank you for, uh, for coming on and, ex and you know, just kind of giving us a little bit of a, t you know, a little bit of a taste of. Yes, there are some. Not every, you know, person with the flyer out there is trying to kill you. Like sometimes, you know, like you know, there, 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 there are groups, there are people, you know, you know, you know, who have actual missions and life and goals in life and and they use these groups to help you know further that journey of whether, whether their own personal journey or just them helping a greater cause you know you know and and um, uh, something that maybe they feel is bigger than themselves and that's you know like not every cult is trying to you know trying to make you commit suicide like like you know so, like sometimes you find a really nice group of people who just want to get drunk in the woods and just <laughs> they just want to have a little bit of fun and keep some you know keep some cool bar you know bars open that's it it's not so hard 
Like, <laughs> yep. We only want so little sometimes. <laughs> it's but um, I'm um, but yes, but but again, Dad, thank you very much, and um, I'm I'm uh, uh, we're gonna be coming back with part two of this episode tomorrow. We're gonna interview my um, I'm, um uh, my other friend who has another uh about really cool cult story. This one is a cult, not a discussion on you know whether it is or I'm a. Uh, or it isn't, but I definitely appreciate getting a little bit more of a discussion on this episode, and I appreciate I appreciate you being a part of this. Uh, absolutely, not yeah. a problem. All right, Dad, I appreciate it, and everybody else, we will see you guys in well for you guys in just a few seconds, but for me, I will see you tomorrow. And welcome back for part two of part two <laughs> in this in this series of cults. I mean, my opinion doesn't matter. Podcast. We're back for our second interview. Just just. Just a few seconds ago, you had listened to our first interview with my father. Uh, we are now three days, I believe, into the future. Uh, we're getting this episode a little bit later, but I'm determined to get this interview. We had a lot of a lot of obstacles and uh, and barriers to overcome. You would think with quarantine we'd be able to figure it out, but we were both still <laughs> still crazy busy enough to where we we had to wait till what what's that Tuesday night Tuesday night. I, I don't know the days of the week anymore. Tuesday night to do this interview, but I want to welcome for the first time, first time around the show, Mrs. Annie Black or Miss Annie Black, excuse me, and her I believe and her boyfriend, Mr. Devin Bory. Say hi to the people. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty good. You know, the sun's been out, so that seasonal depression is melting away, and it's feeling pretty decent. I was a. I was a quarantine <laughs> treating y'all. I know Devin, I mean, you're still like, working, but that's a, you know. So, so at least you got that. Uh, it doesn't really feel much different. I just don't shop as much, which is good. Yeah. Probably better for your wallet. I definitely have saved a lot more money with quarantine. That's for sure. Yeah, it's easier to save for sure. Although I never used to like online Amazon shopping exists. until this until quarantine. Don't even get me started on Amazon. <laughs> you don't want to go there. This isn't. Everyone's been complaining about Amazon, but let me just. But like, I've had great results with Amazon this entire quarantine. Every package I've ordered, and I've ordered a lot, like this whole studio. Every package I've gotten has come in multiple days early, at least one, sometimes three or four days early. So I don't know yeah. why I'm getting so lucky with all my packages. I know friends of mine have had to wait three or four weeks, but I got lucky. Either I got my packages right before they switched their whole thing up or i just got lucky as shit <laughs> shit uh, i i, I, I got great luck with amazon i only ordered like a couple things from amazon but they all were showing up pretty uh yeah like a couple days before they were supposed to but uh like, all right uh, we're gonna get into the real the real meats and the real reason why we are here annie i believe you have a story for us we've been talking about cults on this two-part episode and i'm a i'm a i'm a Earlier, we had my dad discuss his fraternal organization that he is in and how that is not a cult. Well, you have an example of something that is 100% a cult. And you told me the story for the first time a few weeks ago, and I knew that at some point we would have to get it on a show like this. And Annie, the floor is yours. I will give you as much time as you need. But give us a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of background on what the cult was first and then kind of go into your experience personally. Okay. So, I'm going to be using fake names for people for this, because this is currently, from my what I know now, still a thing. And it's much smaller now, but it is still a thing. So, back when I was about, I'd say, 15 or 16-ish in that area, Vampire Freaks was a really popular social media site, especially for the really weird kids. So I get on there and I'm just scrolling through the forums. I'm just fucking around, you know, nothing really special. And as you might know, weird kids, maybe we like vampires and things, you know, all that type of stuff. So I got a message from a man that was in his late 20s. We're going to just call him A. This guy was going around and he was messaging a bunch of little young girls like me that were obviously like into the vampire stuff and the 
role play type stuff you would do on those types of websites. So we wind up talking and he tells me that he's a vampire and that he has a whole bunch of girls just like me that were very special. And I was like, what do you mean like we're special? And he told us that we were all secretly vampires and we knew we were. So he starts just feeding all of these things into my head about how all of the females are vampires and they're witches. And these little witches belong to him because of some divine power. And I don't remember what it was, but he tried to tie it back to God and he used crosses and everything. It was really freaking weird. So we continue along couple years this is going on and he's just got a whole bunch of girls and this went on until I was about 18 I think around and at that age that's when he started telling me about he wanted to take all of these girls and he wanted to have them run away from home and it was a whole bunch of them at one point some of them were old enough to drive and they would go around, the plan was for them to go around, and they were to pick up a bunch of girls across the country, because this is a social media platform. This is like, you can get this anywhere. So you have a bunch of girls all over the state, all over the country, you're going to be able to collect them all. What year was this? I hate to cut you off real quick, but what year was this again? Oh, jeez, I'm 24 now. I was about 14 or 15. So this is like before Facebook, I would assume then, right? I don't know when Facebook came out, but that was before so Facebook. about before 2010 then? Yeah, I would say about So that before Facebook, but not, but definitely not in Facebook's not... prime. What? I said, but like, so not before Facebook, but definitely not in Facebook's prime, I don't think. Yeah, not in the prime of Facebook. It was probably like just around the time it started getting popular. Like MySpace was still around, though, at... At that time? Yeah. Okay. It was still around, but it was pretty much okay. dead. I wasn't using social media at that age, so I was just curious. But all right, all right, you can go yeah. on then. But, you know, having a bunch of girls in different states that can drive and pick up a bunch of these other girls, his plan was to build a commune on a large patch of his land in Missouri. And he wanted to have all of these girls live with him in this compound. And what the plan was, he was to spread his seed because he was pretty much divine. Uh, I've been to Missouri. Missouri fucking sucks. <laughs> you can smoke in restaurants there, though, so that's cool. Okay, you, you get a brownie point, Missouri. Fun fact for Missouri. <laughs> Shout out Missouri. There's no one that listens to Missouri. No one listens to our show from Missouri, but if anyone does in the future, shout out to y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we, don't, you're we didn't cool. forget about Everyone Missouri. Everyone else is bad. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you're cool. Okay. Yeah. There's you officially you know. jump out of that part of Missouri. Did this cult have a name, or was it just this guy that just ran it this group? It was just this guy. It was just this guy. I mean, I probably what? keeps it from it being like, associated as a cult because the there's no name. Maybe. If you wanted to name it. What you say? Sorry? This sounds like an opportune time to, like, name your own cult. The Vampire Freaks cult. Yeah. Take a poll. Yeah. Make a poll. Make a public poll. (laughs) If you're listening to this. Name this cult. Name this cult. (laughs) So, so, um, um, okay, so you said this guy, his name was, you said his name was what again? A? We're calling him A? Yeah, I'm just calling him A. A? Okay. So, mm-hmm. what exactly... Okay, so, so I, obviously you guys are minors. How exactly was A... Okay, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this question. So, I, I, I'm assuming your, your your parents didn't know any of this. Obviously, we can't speak for the other girls, but I'm assuming your parents are probably... Who, who did you tell about this while you were involved, if anybody? While I was involved, I didn't talk to anybody really about it. It was 
something that because I when I was younger I wanted to run off with the guy you know I thought it was you know this was supposed to be a fun thing like these are all supposed to be my sisters and shit and it's supposed to be fun and beautiful and oh, so he really had you then yeah he when I was younger I thought that it was going to be a good thing oh okay yeah. Like, you're young. I'm going to go hang out with all these girls that are my best friends. And, it's, I, you know, that sounds tempting at that age. You know, fuck my parents. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Exactly. And We're going to go live in, our, in a commune in Missouri? Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> at 14, I don't, I don't know if I would have liked it at 14, but definitely like 17 or 18, I'd have been definitely down for that. That's fair. But it was... The thing of it was, though, he he wanted to impregnate all of these girls and have his babies. Now, what were and your then, now, now? What were your thoughts on that? That freaked me the fuck out. Because <laughs> there was he was talking to some fucking thirteen to fourteen year old girls too. Like he was talking to some young little girls, and he was trying to plot to have all of these older girls that could drive pick these little girls up and then drive them to Missouri. He w- literally had girls all over the country. Jeez. He he was planning to, and I don't know now, if anything now, even how to keep tabs on all of you like guys. That. Right. How to keep tabs on you guys? I'm sorry. How to keep tabs on all of you guys? If you had girls all over the country, how 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 was he able to keep tabs on on everybody? Like how how many people were involved? There was kind of like a hierarchy. Okay. The older girls were like the really like strong ones. They were the ones that were like they the vets. Kind of. I don't know the what the right word. Um. So how about this? Okay. Is that like a better term? Like they were the ones. Realistically, that made the probably yeah. like the the only reason this like twenty eight year old man can accurately talk to a fourteen year old girl. Yeah, kind of like a translator in a way. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Best. The middleman. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 It's like the legal loophole. Because <laughs> yeah. this dude's more like I'm guessing pedophile, so he's probably not going to have sex with the 17 or. Oh, he's not as he's not a dumb pedophile. What I said, he isn't a dumb pedophile. If he actually was using those girls as as yes. translators per se, he's not an idiot. This is a, obviously a theory, but like, I mean, I it definitely. I, I I mean, like I said, if you're, I mean. Like a, okay, I'm I'm not trying to give credit to pedophiles here. I know we're getting on a, we're getting on a topic that's that's getting a little dicey, but right, if yeah. I, if, yeah. if if you're in a situation where you're trying to hide that shit, it would make a lot of sense to have other brainwashed o- old enough women to just be like, hey, why don't you just relay the message hey, look, for me? Cool, it makes to total me. sense to me. I'll show you the right way to go. Exactly, and that's. You're trying to keep and a low like, profile, which this guy clearly was. He didn't name this pre- group. He just like, had it. I think a quick suffix for that is, like, all pedophiles should definitely die. But, like, clever girl, you know? No, absolutely. 100%. So, so I remember, Annie, you had, while you were telling me the story, you had told me something about how he would actually send people to these girls' houses. Yeah. What what exactly happened with that? Because that was when, when I was going, okay, this is where it gets in a little more of the culty stuff. So there were a lot of girls that would wind up defecting when they realized, like, you know, because we were all still normal girls going to school. Sex ed was a thing. And when he they figured out, you know, like, oh, this is going to make me have a baby, and they had to you know, we all had to see the traumatic image of the baby's head, you know, splorting out of a gaping pussy, you know? <laughs> you yeah. know the video. Don't tell me you don't. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Oh, God. All right. Delivery, We're... baby. <laughs> My mom was a delivery nurse, so, I mean, I mean I've, I've, I've gotten all the... All the all the great details of that, but we're gonna that's a that, that's a topic for another episode. We're gonna... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so anyways, so 
carry like, on, yes. girls figured out, like, you know, fuck that. I don't want that. I am, like, 13 years old, and a lot of them would get that. So, because there was so many girls all over the country, he'd send the girls that could drive, the older ones, like, bunches of them in a car to go to intimidate, threaten, or beat up these girls that defected. Okay. And I had them come, they came at me once because after I learned what he was trying to do, I completely blocked him off on everything. Rightfully so. I blocked everybody that had anything to do with it. I wasn't going to fucking play with it. Wanted absolutely fucking nothing to do with it. But I didn't know how to report this shit because I'm only, like, 18 by the time I did it. So this has been about three years, and you finally went, okay, this is this is not okay anymore. When I realized, oh, shit, fuck. Like, what, the, the, what the, the hell did I get myself kind of into? Yeah. You're like, oh, this isn't a game. <clears throat> this isn't a game. This is actually, it's, I was sitting there thinking this is, like, some vampire the masquerade type shit. You know, like, it's not real. Kind of, like, really in-depth role-playing. Yeah, at this point, because, like, I figured I was never going to be able to go off and run off with this guy because nobody ever came to pick me up like he was promising. Like, I've, I've met some of these girls in real life, but I was never picked up to go run off to Missouri. Is he... Uh, this may sound like a dumb question. Is he in Missouri now? Like, did he actually get this compound done? Or is he still I just talking? I don't know talking? that much. I've got him blocked off on everything, so I can't see. When do they finally leave you alone? Because you're 24 so, now, so what, when they, do they finally leave you alone? The, they had come up to my house several times, you know, throwing rocks at my house, broke a couple windows, shit like that. Jesus Christ. So they... You weren't able to get pictures of them or anything? I had, huh? You weren't able to get pictures of them or anything while they were coming? I didn't have a phone that was... This was back when I had one of those slider phones, and you know how shit the cameras are on those things? Right. Okay. So the only pictures I was able to get were just practically shadows, and you could, like, the only light it... It was, like... You ever try to take a picture of the moon? On like an old camera? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got Think it. about that. And okay. that was the street light, and that's like all you really saw. All right. I gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So, so, so what happened then? So I had to tell my dad. <laughs> I had to tell my dad. And oh God. he was pissed. He was definitely fucking pissed, but... It wasn't exactly at me. It was the fact that a 28-year-old man manipulated his then 13, 14-year-old daughter. Right. And is potentially probably a a pedophile triggering. God, Jesus Christ. I'm sure he was very proud that you didn't go through with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. But um, my dad... They had gotten a guy involved. And I, it wasn't the guy. It wasn't A. It was just some random guy. I'd never seen him before. No pictures on him. No nothing. Like, I didn't know who he was. And my dad, he, all it took was him going out in the front yard and telling him to get the fuck out. And they peeled the fuck out, like, little bitches big guy my dad's a big guy he's like six two six three he's about i'd say he's pushing 300 right now but it's mostly muscle okay okay i was gonna say i mean like six three really isn't that tall but i mean you're four foot eleven so i I mean six foot three is like i mean that's david and goliath to you i mean i I mean i understand that (laughs) pretty much my dad is like just above average height but 300 that's pretty big I mean, I'm six one, so 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 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 you haven't had any contact with them ever since that happened then? Absolutely not. Okay, so what do you know about his whereabouts now? Like, obviously, I, I, I doubt Vampire... What was the website again? Vampire Freaks. It's Vampire not Freaks. A I, I, I doubt that's, that's active anymore. anymore. It's actually a clothing store. Oh, okay. Well, very interesting. So how is he luring people yeah. now? He's on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. I knew he was on Facebook back then, so I guarantee you he's still on it now. So he just moves social media platforms. Okay. Yeah, and I had an Instagram and Facebook, all of that, around in this time frame. Okay. Jesus Christ. So he was contacting all of us through those platforms as well. So I know he has those platforms. Now, while he was contacting, was it like relentless, all day, need to know where you were? Or was it just kind of like every now and again you'd get a text like, hey, what's going on? So here's some more detail as to how fucked up this shit Give us some details on the guy. Huh? As a, yeah, like, get. Give, give us some details on, like, on this guy. Like, what was he like? So, he played very sweet with you. He was never mean to us. Like, he never verbally was nasty to us. He wasn't, didn't seem like a bad guy. I, uh, okay. Sorry. But, you know, he was never nasty to us. So, he would give girls, each different, there would be different girls every week yeah. that would get personal phone calls. So, like, every day of the week, he would call a different girl, randomly, just to check up on them, and then he would be talking to them, and he would be sweet-talking us, telling us how we were perfect, and we were his angelic babies and shit, and then he would demand to listen to us use the bathroom, shower, brush our teeth. He had, if we clipped our toenails, we had to send him pictures, but it's weird fucking shit. I don't even know if I would count half of that. Okay, all right, we're going to move on from that obvious, uh, <laughs> obvious um, mental or psych- psychological issues going on with that that entire situation. With I, I mean, not that we didn't already know that before, but definitely after hearing that, because yeah, yeah, it was a little weirdly weird and specific. <clears throat> I just can't find a reason for half the things that like. I mean, I've heard of the bath. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, it's fucked up. But I've heard of the bathroom thing. But brushing the right. teeth, why? Yes. Why? Why the toenails? What's 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 with the photos of the it toenails? Was Maybe of that's that's right odd. Here. It was, he said it was kind of like just to make sure we were taking care of the temple for the seed. Oh, so it wasn't so much a sexual thing. It was more of a, you need to be perfect. You need to be perfect so that, you know, you're good Okay, it makes more sense now. Okay. Idea. That makes way more sense to me. Yeah. Now. Okay. Because I was like, that, none of, like, that doesn't seem, I mean, I mean, the bathroom thing is still odd then. And that, now it's odd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, not that it was wasn't odd before, but now it's really weird. Like, yeah. obviously, they're going to the bathroom. Like, that's not something that you just stop doing. Like, nope, right. refuse. I'm not doing the bathroom anymore. I'm done with that yeah. shit. Done. Right. Like, fuck it, just tear it out. Make well, it I'm a not studio apartment. Just number one. Bro. Not like, going to the bathroom anymore. Done with it. Like, <laughs> like, like, you can't just not do. Th- so that's a, so that's a little bit strange. I, I, I mean, this guy's clearly obsessive over the well-being. Uh, 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 well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Assuming he still is actively doing this, uh, very obsessive over the well-being of his little angels or witches or whatever he, whatever other little pet names he called you guys. Yeah, that's kind of contradictory, right? Yeah, isn't it? Here's the thing with it. So here's the thing with it. It would depend on the types of girls he would have been recruiting, what we would be, and then he'd give us a story as to why we were also this, and how we became hybrids of this and this and he always had a believable story behind it and it's like wow well, believable wow. to a 14 year old yeah 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 and once it's 
beaten into your head for so long, by the time you get to be 17, 18, 19, right. you just believe it. You yeah. just you believe everything he says because it's like, well, he's never lied to me. Now, you, you said that you had met a couple of these girls in person. What were these yeah. girls like? Like, were they all the same? Like, were there, what, did he look for a pretty similar type of girl? Or was it a pretty yeah. decent mix? Like, like were yeah, there some... a lot of them looked a lot like I do. Okay, fair enough. Like, the same stature, you know? Like, the same frame, same yeah. height type. Like, it was all, all of us, from what I understood, were within three and a half inches, either up or down, height-wise, of each other. No more, no less. Oh, so he was very okay, particular. So, so petite women. Extremely Explain petite. your style a little bit to those who don't know you. I'm a inner listener. Ooh. Uh, Briefly. That's a good question. <laughs> very good question. <laughs> what would you describe it as, EJ, honestly? <sighs> we don't have all day. We really don't. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> Can we just, uh, just pick your favorite, pick a Disney quote. I'm going to go with pick- falling with I, w- I, I mean, I would, I, I would definitely say you, you have a, I mean, uh, uh, shit, like, it, like it, it, it changes by the day. I'm a you, chameleon. Let's put it that way. 100%. I but you definitely chameleon. have a favoritism towards black. You have black colors, black makeup, you know, like darker colors, if not black. Uh, you, you know, you like the oversized clothes, which uh, I'm, 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 uh, some days you go full face and other days it's, 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 it's nothing. It really just depends on like, so uh, you definitely, you definitely are a little more of a chameleon. So I guess, I mean, I mean, I guess yours is a little more unique. So I guess explain the style a little bit more of of uh, of the girls, like more of like a like a gothic style. Would you say? Yeah, they okay. So like, I don't want to get the terms wrong. Remember what the like community. emo and scene girls looked like back in like twenty ten. Like yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh. He would go after those, and then so like the feathered hair, the, the bangs, really, and everything. Goth emo type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like the back. Think 2010 when I'm explaining. Yeah. Okay. Either like, like the, the puffy hair and the bright colors, right? Or the black lipstick, all black. Yeah, like really skin tight jeans, ballet flats, that type of shit. Yeah. You know. Or the trip pants. Yeah, or the trip pan. Oh, those were good. Dude, you can fit two liters in the fucking pocket. So I wonder who is going for it now, because you don't see many of those people who are 14 years old anymore. You know, most Uh, of those people who dress like that were dressing like that at 14. Whatever the new alternative trend is for that age group, I imagine. So it would probably be like the e-girl stuff. Because I mean, he obviously evolved into other social media, so his targets, I'm sure, had to evolve. This is a very know. sadistic motherfucker. It, wouldn't man. it be really hard to get? Because like even 14 year olds would tell an old dude to get fucked. So like, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like yeah, true. like especially it, nowadays, like it feels like I don't know, like you know, I don't know, like especially with with everything that we have, it feels almost like for, like 14 year olds now. They're a lot smarter than we think they are. Like, like maybe not necessarily right. at, at school. Maybe some of them aren't always focused. May, 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 maybe you can, you can argue that. But when it comes to like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I would say shit that you wouldn't expect with all the technology that these kids are able to use these days. Like, I, right. the, most fourteen year olds would, would would easily kick the shit out of me and any it, I'm, 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 with, with any test when it comes to technology when I was fourteen. Easily. Oh yeah, for hands sure. down. Not eight, four year olds are using iPads. I was eating ants out of the ground, like at like at, at eight yeah, years I was, old. I was, I was doing that. like you know dirt pies and shit. <laughs> so it's like it's 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 kids yeah. kids now may, may be dumb and maybe dumb in certain ways, but they definitely but 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 I don't know. They see so much more. Ways that we there's think so much dumb. more shit they see. They're not nearly as innocent as we were. You know, we didn't see the ugliness of the world quite yet. Girl living hell since like first. Right, like unless you grew up in hell, that uh, yeah, 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 you know, you know, of course. But for the most part, we kind of had our innocence to the rest of the world. Even if we were in our, even if our 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 home life was rough, a lot of us didn't realize that the rest of the world also sucked. Like, like these kids see that all over on their phones and everything. And I know, and I know we're going to a whole different conversation. But this oh, has yeah. to I guess you has to do a little bit with with cults and the internet. I can't imagine it's very it would be very easy to to 
you know, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, see, but I can't say that because pe people look at a headline on Facebook and immediately assume it's true. So I can't, so I can't say that people are smarter now and what and wouldn't buy into that. But it's like, but, but then again, people don't buy the, the uh, the Nigerian prince anymore. People don't buy that email scam anymore. Right. There's certain things that people just don't buy anymore. People are like, no, we've been there, seen that. You know, so, you know, yeah. we I talked think, about uh, last episode, but like I'm very curious how many of these groups are even still around and how many of them, like, maybe none like, you know, like Charles Manson or maybe none like that. But I'm wondering, like, how many of these internet cults are around and, like, is our cults nowadays really have just developed into, into like, businesses? Like, like, you know, like, like with, with the multi-level marketing stuff? Or are there those, you know, you know, um, 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 are those, those, those crazy cult leaders still out there? Guys like you talked about, you know, guys like Charles Manson, you know, guys like everyone we talked about in the first episode, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's very interesting because you, you, you don't hear about it so much anymore, you know? So, so I don't know, if, I don't know if that's people, people not buying into I it anymore. A lot, yeah, it's probably a lot less lucrative now yeah. of how much technology has progressed. And like, like you said, everything's pretty much public. Like people are dumb, like, but they know more shit than they did than people a lifetime ago did at their age. Oh, I think absolutely. So. Memes are the reason because why. you you'll mean something that's like an actual real world problem. People are like, what does that meme mean? And you know, you look it up. You're like, oh yeah, that's a fucking problem. Right. Like like yeah. like a lifetime ago, people their age were like, what does that mean? Well, I guess we're just gonna panic about it forever because no one can figure it out what it means. Like we're never gonna know what it like. We're, we're never gonna we have to read about it. Someone hopefully God we figure out the answer. Like like and right, and now and, it's just like, hey Siri, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Wait. Like, what's going on over there on the other side of the world? Oh shit, we need to be concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's very like easy to get information, about. and it's and and it's just like it's it's weird. Like it's like I don't know. Like like um I'm not exactly sure what, what I'm what I'm asking or what, or what I'm trying to ask of myself here. I'm more just just kind of spewing out some thoughts about this, but it's like, you know, yes, people people may may be more susceptible to like you know the headlines and everything. It may think that social media is making them dumb, but people know about so many so much more things. And yes, that makes people more paranoid. There is certainly a downside to it, but there is an upside to it as well. There's a lot of things that people can pull from in situations that maybe, like I said, a lifetime ago, people couldn't. You know, so, yeah. so 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 when people see all these stories about Charles Manson and Jim Jones and all these people and the and and uh, and the Branch Davidians and, and and all these crazy cults, Heaven's Gate, they see oh all this God, stuff now. They've seen all. They've seen hundreds of documentaries. Gate, my guy. <laughs> what? Don't even get me started on Heaven's Gate. Oh, oh man, we got into it a little bit last week, but I definitely would. I, I watched a whole documentary on. I, I would love to make a whole episode on just on that. That oh. that was a crazy, crazy call. I still want to talk about Jim Jones. Maybe I'll do a part three next week and do a, a Heaven's oh, Gate wanna, and Jim you Jones. You want a fun little uh, like uh, album? There's a band I listen to that has an album about the Jonestown massacre. Really? Yeah, it's uh, the name of the album is called Last Call in Jonestown pretty wild last call on jonestown you said yeah okay D do you know who the band was polka dot cadaver okay okay for sure i i, I can I, send you a link later if i do decide to do a part three next week and do decide to do that I, I, i'm um i'm uh I, I definitely will have to listen to, to, to at least a few songs on that album i have to have, have to do all the research to man to the title track that's the only one that's really like about it fair enough fair enough okay okay but, i'll like, keep that one yeah. in mind there. <laughs> Yeah, it uses like actual excerpt from the Jonestown speech. Damn. Song. Okay. Okay. And then that's they have like pictures of Jonestown on the album art cover. Okay. Well, well, not sponsored, but plugged for sure. Shout out to these <laughs> right. guys. Anyone, anyone listening, to this go check out the the Jonestown Massacre music because <laughs> why, why wouldn't you want to? If you're watching this show, you're weird enough. You might as well listen to that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's like experimental rock metal type stuff absolutely well i do appreciate it guys we're gonna wrap up the interview with you guys here but uh, you guys have been a pleasure to interview um um, um uh definitely a crazy story annie I, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 glad that you are uh have seen the lights and are away from that crazy motherfucker but that is crazy how for three or four definitely. years he had you like that like that that is that is very scary to think that like 
you know, especially because, you know, obviously your dad didn't know, but, like, to think, like, man, four years that I had no clue that, that that's what the, that that's the guy that my daughter was, like, that is crazy to not know, like, like, like who around you could be involved in this. It could be someone that you think is completely normal. Now, I'm not saying you're normal, I'm just saying. Like, like you know, it could be someone, it could be anybody. Anybody could be involved with something like this. That's a crazy thing. But, I, but uh, I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna leave you you two on that thought and I'm um, I'm uh, once again I appreciate it and I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm 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 gonna say goodbye to the people. Thanks right. for Thanks having us for on. Having us, Absolutely, take it easy, y'all. All right, take All it right. easy. All right, what I want to thank Annie and Devin for that amazing interview. That was incredible. I'm not gonna take too much more time here. I just want to sign off real quick. Um, uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, so I, I, I might do a part three next week. I don't know. Um, I know this is coming a little bit late, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm still getting the episode out there. You know, you know the four or five uh, loyal loyal listeners. I I pray and ask, pray and beg for your forgiveness. But I, I wanted to get you that interview because I know that story is very crazy. I did not want to shortchange this episode, so I had to wait. That is okay. But I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I'm a. It is a day late, but a uh, happy Memorial Day as well. Shout out to all the veterans and uh, the families of veterans. Shout out to y'all, um, y'all the real MVPs. And with that, um, um, uh, I'm going to sign out of here. It's late. It's like 12, 12 in the morning on Wednesday now. So I'm getting out of here. But uh, peace and have a good one.